0: There were five seconds on the clock. The ball was inbounded and immediately passed to the point guard. The point guard dribbled past two defenders a look of supreme focus on his face. The audience held their collective breath as at the last second the point guard jumped and released the ball. Time seemed to slow as the ball traveled through the air and as the buzzer sounded the ball swooshed through the net. The crowd roared and cheered ecstatically as the winning team celebrated on the court, jumping up and down, celebrating the game-winning shot. If you're an athlete in any sport, you probably live for moments like these. The moment when it all comes down to you, and in a split second, you make the game-winning decision. Being an athlete myself, I can't begin to describe the amount of time spent daydreaming about scoring the game-winning point or making the game-winning play but never have I ever thought about why until this week. That is, I asked myself, why is it that in our youth, we dedicate so much time and energy developing our skill in something that in the long run doesn't matter. No sooner, however, did I ask myself this question than another question posed itself in my mind. Why do we spend so much time in our youth developing and practicing things that we enjoy only to run from it the older we get? In other words, why do we run from our passions? I believe that there is nothing more honest and pure than the heart of a child. There is something magnetic and almost alluring about the naive sincerity of a young boy or a girl. We've all been there, and we can all remember the things that enthralled and captivated us as children. For some of us, as aforementioned, it was sports. For others, it was music. For yet some, it was taking things apart and putting them back together. For some of us, it was acting and performing, and for others of us, it was spending time outdoors in nature, or building amazing creations out of Legos or other tools. Some of us had minds that could conceive entire worlds and transcribe those images and ideas onto paper, or could narrate them in the form of a story, and some of us could look at a landscape in front of us and capture a masterpiece with a camera. As children, we were all gifted in something, and we cherished that thing with all our heart. It occupied most of our time, and we daydreamed about it day and night. Then we grew up. We went to school, and those toys that we played with day and night found themselves collecting dust in a box in the corner somewhere. We found ourselves trading our love of writing and telling stories for school's demand of writing papers and giving verbal essays. The same athletic skills that won us so much happiness and acclaim in the schoolyard was soon dismissed by many because it wasn't professional material. To put it simply, the childish dreams that we loved, cherished, and perfected were shoved to the side. They were dubbed distractions and placed in a dusty box with all the trophies and accolades that they won. Society tells us that as we grow, we must put aside those childish pastimes and find a real passion. But what if it's those childish pastimes that are our real passions? What if we don't really long to be a doctor with a title that the general population can barely pronounce? but we really just long to help people. What if we don't wish to remedy illness and ailment, but we wish to cook and feed the hungry? We live in a society that puts so much pressure and doubt on childish dreams that we begin to lie to ourselves about whether or not that thing that we could never stop thinking about as a child was really a dream. We begin to step back, and we tell ourselves that it was just a childish occupation, and now it's time to put that aside and find a real job, a real passion. It is then that either one of two things happen. We either rediscover the passions of our youth and spend our careers never really working a day in our lives, or we settle into a job that we don't really enjoy, but do it because it pays well and gives us the job security that we're looking for. We tell ourselves that we're happy and that we enjoy what we do, but deep down, we envy the people who are chasing their dreams and living a life that they wouldn't trade the world for. So why do we run from our passions? The answer is quite simple. Sometimes our thoughts are backed by so much insecurity that they create lies that we believe. In other words, we're afraid. When we're young, we spend an immeasurable amount of time doing or dreaming of doing what we love. Then we graduate. In many cases, we choose to let go of the idea of doing what we love because it doesn't pay enough or it's just unrealistic. Listen. From the moment you first held a pencil in your hands, or learned to bake, you've known exactly what you wanted to do. From the moment you first sat in the cockpit of a plane, or you wrote your first line of code, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. From your youth, you've known exactly what you have wanted to do. Don't settle. Don't quit. Go do it. It's okay to be afraid. That fear is good and means that you're stepping out on faith and doing something that wouldn't be possible otherwise. Nothing great was ever accomplished by anyone who played things safe. Take risks while you're young. Fail horrendously as often as possible. Don't let anyone tell you that it can't be done. It can be done. And if it hasn't been done before, then be the first. Unlearn your limitations and redefine them. If you know what you want to do and it doesn't exist, create it. It will be difficult. Chasing your dreams is never easy. It will separate you from your friends at times. You'll find that while they're chilling and hanging out, you'll be working. Sometimes it may even be lonely. However, I guarantee you that if you stick with it, you will not regret it. Something that I've learned is learning to love the process. Oftentimes, we place our happiness in our goals. When I reach 500 subscribers, I'll finally be happy. When I make $300, I'll finally be fulfilled. I need to get this reward and be recognized by my peers for this to be worth it. And if you do that, you will never be happy. I did that and I found that I began to slowly despise what I was doing unless it brought me closer to my goal. I couldn't find fulfillment in my task because I was only focused on the goal. Eventually, I would reach the goal and then I'd set a new one and the cycle would repeat over and over. I'd set a goal, chase the goal and only be happy when I accomplished the goal. Instead, I learned to place my fulfillment in the process. Instead of putting my happiness in the goal I was trying to accomplish, I put it in the process to my goal. When it was time for me to get to work, I did the best I could and I gave all I had. And when I accomplished my goals, my happiness and fulfillment was added upon and not created. Learn to love the process. And lastly, to those of us who are undecided, life is an adventure. It's okay if you don't have it all figured out. Many of us never do. Sometimes what you're looking for is sitting right in front of you. Remember that everyone is doing this for the first time and there's no pressure to be perfect. You're never too young to start an empire, and you're never too old to follow your dreams. It's not too late to embark on a new adventure. Life is too short. Don't die wondering what if. Instead, aspire to leave this earth saying to yourself, I remember when. As for me, the dreams of my childhood were uninhibited, unadultured, defying logic and sense. And as I started growing up, so did my dreams. They became more of a reflection of my life. They were bound to realms of sense and logic, canceling out the things that were unattainable. If you look through the life of trailblazers, pioneers and record breakers, you can find one similarity. They always dreamed of something impossible. Maybe that's what made them bear difficulties, because they wanted their dreams to see the light of day. Aim high, never settle, and one day your dream will be a reality. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Black at Square One. If you really enjoyed the podcast, you can check out more of my episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And if you really, really enjoyed the episode and you're inclined to leave a monetary donation, please feel free to give a donation in the link or description of my episode. Please share the episode with your friends as I'd really like more people to hear my show and grow my brand. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you want to hear another episode, you can go back and listen to my others, or you can stay tuned for next week. Stay safe, stay blessed, be great, and peace out, y'all.